Hey y'all, welcome to episode 8 of Bluegrass Race. So today, we have a lot to get to. Xfinity Cup at Las Vegas, and Xfinity and Truck at Bristol. And we have a special guest today. Let's do this. Hey y'all, my name is Bryce. I drive the TNC Lawn Landscaping number 9 Xfinity Chevrolet in the Bluegrass Xfinity series. I'm also the director of content here at Bluegrass iRacing series, and I'm joined on the podcast with a regular and a special guest, Jason. Hey guys, my name is Jason Collins, the uh, fearless leader of Bluegrass iRacing series. Tonight we are joined by our special guest, Mikey Neal Jr., driver of the number eight Cup Series car. What's up, Mikey? What's up, y'all? Um, again, I'm Mikey Neal. Uh, I drive the number eight Alex Huffman designed Chevy Camaro in the Bluegrass iRacing Cup Series, and uh, thanks for having me this week. Glad you're here, man. Welcome aboard. All right, so we have a first segment today, as you guys know, is an NASCAR segment. We have a lot to get to and not a lot of time, so we're going to hop in right into it. So the first topic I believe we should talk about, uh, it's very... With Tua Tagovailoa, his concussions, now we have two NASCAR drivers out with concussions. Concussions right now is a big topic, talking point through all sports. So I feel like it's a good time to bring in. Uh, we have now lost Alex Bowman to the concussion plague in NASCAR. So, man, um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? So a couple of months, actually probably more like a couple of years ago, if you remember, John Kinder was talking about the design of the car. Um, he actually left NASCAR building for Stuart Haas racing, um, a 20, 30 year career. He gave that up because he was worried that someone was going to get hurt. And that's what we're seeing now is these guys are getting hurt because of the design of this car is so rigid. All that energy, when they hit the wall, all that energy goes right through the driver. So what used to feel like, you know, like a little clap is now, being absorbed through their whole entire body what do you think mikey yeah um obviously the first incident um you could take an older driver as kurt bush uh you know getting uh, loose off turn three at pocono car kind of snaps around on him on the exit and he kind of backs it into the wall uh sustained pretty substantial damage to that car uh it looked like the car kind of gave up a little bit uh but it almost kind of tail slapped it where it slammed in with the door now when we look at alex bowman's crash you know he kind of backs it in there and it looked like nothing and he said it was the hardest hit of his life and um looking at the difference maybe between the crashes or maybe between the gen 6 and gen 7 car um you know there's a lot of factors that you have to take in uh but one thing about the stiffness which denny hamlin kevin harvick have brought up earlier in the year has been that the car feels super stiff and if you see the impact now when these cars back into the wall they don't give and um there may ask, there that may be a problem uh with the car itself is that you know, kind of back in the day, you know, when you used to hit the walls, uh, you know, you take concrete walls and the wall wasn't mm -hmm. giving, but the car was now right. it's almost kind of the opposite where the car's not giving, but the wall is. So there may have to be something to do with that. Um, obviously the structure of the car, uh, has to do something with it. And they even announced today that, uh, they're going to start doing more damage tests here in the future, but it was probably a little bit too late because now you have a younger driver competing for a championship out of the playoff. Well, not to mention, too, I mean, Kurt was also in line to do the playoff as well, and he had to forfeit his playoff spot, which allowed Ryan Blaney to get in. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, like you said, you know, they're doing a bunch of different testing, but like you said, it's way too late making changes this season. 
Um, I mean, Hamlin's already said that he wants a whole new car, which I don't think is ever going to happen. NASCAR spent way too much money on this car. They're going to keep it and make the changes on it. But uh, DBC, uh, Door Bumper Clear brought up a good point. Uh, listen to the podcast this afternoon. Mm. Uh, they were saying, you know, they had a spotter, uh, Hamlin, or I forget his name, uh, on the roof. I, b- I believe it's uh, Alex Bowman's spotter, I, Kevin I believe. Hamlin. Kevin Hamlin. Um, was told us the spotters, you know, if they're going, if they're sliding tail first into the wall, have to tell them, tell the drivers to lean back and put, you know, you try to fight against that force. But I mean, you, the, the, the onboard video at, at full speed on Alex Bowman's car, it didn't look that bad, but mm-hmm. if you slowed it down, you can actually see the whiplash and the violence that, that wreck that wreck did to him. Yeah. Whenever they showed that, camera angle from i believe the front stretch that showed him coming around uh it looked pretty gnarly like a pretty hard hit from that full speed shot uh because they're not following the car from above it was a stationary camera so when he comes around you can see it's like bam he just slaps into the wall but like i said this goes back to what john had been alluding to this entire time he basically was telling us, man, Hey, these cars are relatively unsafe, um, to a point to an, to an extent mm-hmm. because they have these big shear plates in front of the driver and I have a shear plate behind the driver. Right. And triangles are the, are the strongest form of geometry, right? Mikey. So triangles in the front and the back of the car are going to make the car super rigid. So obviously there, there's a law that energy cannot be destroyed it can only be transferred right Mikey. yeah if you look at kinetic energy and static energy yes so so energy is transferred it's Mm -hmm. it can't be it doesn't just go away so that energy from the back of the car well it used to have a a, what they called a crush zone right had a crush zone that would fold up and absorb that energy now all that energy is going through the car and who's in the middle of the car the driver so it's, it's hitting the driver full force there's nothing to absorb that energy anymore right and you know i kind of see what nascar had to do here too is they had to make the the rear clip more rigid because not only is because the old car freddie craft made a good point today too is the old car only had only housed the fuel cell on the old car now this rear clips housing now the whole rear end suspension along with the fuel cell and I don't know. I, I kind of agree with what Freddie was saying on that. You know, they had to make it rigid, but I don't think NASCAR really expected it to be this rigid, in my opinion. Right. Well, Delara designed the car, right? Delara designed it. So yeah. you've got a bunch of guys, and these are engineers straight out of school. They have basically no knowledge of racing. They are yeah. literally just engineers, and that was one of the issues that Kinder had was he was being, you know, told how to build a race car by engineers that were fresh out of, you know, wet behind the ear, so to speak, fresh out of mm-hmm. school, had no racing experience. He's been building race cars for 25, 30 years. And he's trying to tell them, explain to them that, Hey, this is not going to work. And they yep. just didn't listen, man. Um, he would be a good guest to get on the show sometime in the future. We'll see if we can't work something out and get him on the show as well. Let him kind of explain and, and go into more detail about that. Yeah. He'd be an absolute hell of a guest so moving on almondinger to cup let's let's talk about that yeah um 
you know, Almondinger, he spent a lot of time on the Xfinity series. He didn't have a good uh, cup series stint his first time out there. But, um, you know, I'd argue that the 16 Cali car isn't really that great either. Um, but, you know, Almondinger's basically helped Colleg come up in the Xfinity series. So looking forward to see what the, uh, you know, the road course ringer has for uh, the cup guys. I think Almondinger would be, uh, he's, he had a shot at it once before he had a little stint in it. It didn't work out for him, but now he's got Colleg behind him. They've got good equipment. Uh, Colleg clearly wants to win. That's what he's all about. He's out trophy hunting. They, they say it all the time, him and Chris, What's Chris's last name? Rice? Chris Rice? Chris Rice, yep. Yeah, they're talking about trophy hunting all the time. And I believe um, now with the right team and the right backing and the right support, Almondinger could have a, a good running cup. What do you think, Mikey? Yeah, Almondinger kind of has a spot in colleague where he is the mentor to other drivers, even though he's in the uh, Xfinity Series right now and he is being promoted. Uh, you know, he mentors Justin Haley. You know, he's helped Ross Chastain when he's there. He's been helping Landon Castle a lot this year. You know, Almondinger is a super smart driver. Um, he's learned a lot over the past few years and he even picked up a victory last year, you know, just by driving the car at Indy Road Course. You know, he let the two leaders wreck themselves and he ended up hmm. prevailing out of the situation. And, you know, kind of looking at statistics, you know, overall, you know, Justin Haley has had a solid season, I think, his rookie year. Um, and, you know, I think putting up Almondinger in that 16 car, uh, you know, I think they're trying to, you know, make more out of the situation. And Almondinger, you know, he's coming up on 40, 41 years old. He's a little 40, bit older. Yeah. He's had a little bit in the second car he's came up in uh, this year in the Cup Series. He's had a little bit of better finish than Justin Haley, I think averaging around 18th, while Justin Haley is around like 22nd, somewhere around there. So only about four mm -hmm. positions better. But I think Colleague is going to look for a driver, you know, that can, you know, get them you know, good finishes. And Almondinger at these road courses, you know, he comes out and he'll finish top 10 every single time. And I think colleague is looking to advance, you know, they want to win races. And I think Almondinger is the right person in the situation. Um, you know, Justin Haley's still young, still has a lot of learning to do. I think he'll still have a future, but um, I think for right now, Almondinger is the right person to put in the 16 car. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. So right. let's talk about Haley so, Deegan. Yeah. Um, Kind of caught me off guard. Um, I wasn't really expecting Deegan to move up this season, uh, at least make her deb debut this season. Um, I personally, you know, I'm a big Haley Deegan fan. Um, mm, we know why. I <laughs> everyone knows why. Um, I I personally don't think she's ready. Um, you know, she had her first top ten in the in the trucks since last week at Dega. But it's Dega. Um, I mean, I get it. She avoided the big one at the end, whatever. But she, in my opinion, um, I don't think she's ready for the Xfinity car. Um, you know, they don't drive the same. Everyone knows that. Uh, Xfinity car is probably the hardest car to drive. And even with an X-Gen car in the cup, um, I still believe the Xfinity car is, you know, a way harder car to drive. And I think she's going to realize that, that, you know, maybe I'm not ready. So I hope, you know, I wish her the best and I hope, you know, hope Vegas treats her well and hope the car treats her well. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't expect her to finish at the top 20, maybe top 25. I expect her to, you know, to maybe run 25 to 30th. You know, I don't expect anything big from Haley this, 
at Las Vegas. Well, she's 21st in the Camping World Truck Series points right now. I mean, I, I don't really see why they would want to move her up to another. Uh, it's 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 basically who she is. That's what it boils down to. Is is she's getting the ride because her name is is she's got a good brand behind her. She her dad was a heck of a freaking motocross uh, freestyler, Ryan Deegan. Uh, I remember watching him, you know, years ago when I was growing up, the dude, he's phenomenal. I mean, he, he was just fun to watch. He was out there. Um, you know, her, her brother's turning into a hell of a, her brother, yeah, her brother, he's falling in his dad's footsteps. Uh, but I honestly, I think it's, it's basically just because she's who she is. I see a headline here, just a death sentence to her career. NASCAR fans disapprove of Haley Deegan announcement. Um, so she was the recipient of the NASCAR's diversity young racer award, but I don't really see why she's being promoted. I mean, there's not really anything. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. To me, she's just another Danica Patrick. I mean, you have a hot, well-attracted and well, you show well, social media, she has a lot of backing. Uh, she has her name, you know, um, you know, she has a social media following and she's trying to make it to NASCAR. And honestly, in my opinion, she's just Danica Patrick part two. I mean, yeah, she's I mean, a very attractive young lady. She's very cute. Um, I just don't think she's talented enough. And that's clearly what the fans are saying. I'm looking through some of these posts. Uh, somebody says, and I quote, if she somehow gets an Xfinity ride before the six to eight guys that actually deserve it in trucks, I swear, dot, 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 dot. So that tells you, man, people are not happy about it, you know. And I, a lot of a lot of drivers getting promoted, you know, comes with sponsorships. And, you know, Haley Deegan, she has Monster. She has a lot of partners that, you know, get her places. But, you know, to give her credit, let's let's look at her accomplishments. You know, even though she may have not accomplished much in the truck series this year, she was the first female to win, you know, the uh Kane and uh was it West series. She won three races in two years, you know, about three years ago, got promoted to Arca, struggled a little bit in Arca, but had, you know, some solid finishes. Um, you know, it was I think she only ran a few races in the Arca Nard series a couple of years ago. Mm. But then she got promoted full time, had I think um, and, you know, not going to, you know, kind of give credit to the Arca Menards talent wise, but she finished, I think, in the top 10 almost 15 times. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of truck series uh, owners are looking at that and, you know, and OK, she's pretty consistent in the Arca Menards series. So um, David Gilland, you know, um, you know, prominent NASCAR driver throughout the 2000s, uh, you know, he's owned his own truck series team and all that brought her up and decided to bring her up in the truck series. And, you know, I, it's really kind of hard because, you know, she's had teammates such as, you know, Tanner Gray, I think in the 15 truck. And other than that, I mean, there's really no other cars to base her off on that team. And there's only a few other Fords. I think Thor Sport is, unless they went back to Toyota, there's not really any other, you know, Ford teams around that you can really compare that team to. I mean, other than Zane Smith, who has had a great season. So yeah. it's and it's really hard to compare her to other drivers depending on her equipment. Um, I think this will be a chance for her, and she's in a car that Cole Custer got to drive in. You know, we got to see how good Cole Custer was in that car. You know, he's a 
been pretty good in that car in the 07. So we'll be able to see her, you know, you know, establish a name for herself. I don't think in the Xfinity series, but this is a growing step for her. And, you know, regardless of all the other factors, you know, it may be you know, good for her. And one thing too, I want to, before we move on here is it seems like her bad luck is starting, especially with the wreck starting to dwindle. Mm-hmm. So it looks like she's starting to bring more and more trucks home clean. So I think that was probably a factor as well. Uh, yep. I agree. All right, let's get on to the next segment, which is bluegrass. All right, y'all. So now we're on to the bluegrass news segment for this week. Uh, so we have two different tracks we're going to talk about. Uh, we have the uh, Xfinity and Cup Series at Las Vegas. We're going to get to. And then we also have this week's Bristol. Uh, Xfinity race and the truck race happen on Monday. So we have two uh, two weeks kind of combined here. We kind of had a funky week uh, last week. So uh, get it started with the with the Las Vegas stuff. Um, you know, James Silvers, I believe, won the uh, the Xfinity League uh, race, and then uh, Cedric Connor came in and won the Cup Series. Yep, uh, James had a really good run at Vegas last week and put on a show for everyone taking the win um, and secured himself into the round of eight. So that was really good for him. And uh, Cedric, this dude, he was, I don't even know what to say about the guy because he was on a whole different strategy because what he did was he laid back and he let Farmer, who was pretty quick for a few laps, he let David Farmer run out and burn his stuff up essentially. And came in at the uh, right moment and just and took took the lead, took over, took the race over, and dominated the race. I mean, um, looking at the stats, he uh, led eighty laps. It was a just really you know, and it was unfortunate because um, Mikey, you ended up having a little bit of trouble in that race, uh, which kind of puts you behind the eight ball early. So tell us a little bit about that race. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I started on the pole, ran a pretty quick lap. I was really excited with it. Um, it was a pretty smooth race. Uh, my strategy was just to, you know, chill out on tires cause it's the car seemed to get really un- un- unstable after a while. Uh, so much understeer after 20 laps. So my strategy was to get to 20 laps and then go and, uh, you know, getting stuck behind traffic was not fun. And, uh, some of those guys up there, Cedric, uh, was a great example of it. Douglas, uh, they were doing the same thing as me, just not, um, probably as heavy, I would say they were, uh, probably about half pace. And, you know, that's what kind of kept Cedric and Douglas, you know, in it the entire race. They were the best guys. Once you got on that long run, even though I may have been a little bit quicker, I still had to pass cars and they didn't. So their strategy was definitely much more efficient. And, uh, yeah, regarding the incident, uh, you know, it was just, uh, coming out of the pits, fresh tires, uh, and, uh, uh more of just kind of saving the first few laps. And, uh, I think, I don't remember who it was, uh, this car got into the back of me on the trioval. Got me a little bit sideways, but it happens. Uh, you know, it wasn't anything on purpose or any of that. You know, it, it's it part happens. of part of racing. I mean, we oh, we yeah. see these things happen all the time. Yeah, um, but you're sitting in a really good spot right now. I mean, you're you're in the fourth spot, tied. There's a two way tie between you and Gabe. Gabe uh, is having a good run in the playoffs. Seems like uh, after having some issues earlier in the season with toe links <laughs> breaking on him all the time. <laughs> He had some issues, seems like, where he uh, just couldn't hard, he couldn't finish the race. Uh, and it seems to be like Doug this week had the, the bad luck 
because Doug ended up finishing 13th a lap down. Um, and Mo Abbott was you know, the other guy, I think, that you had the co- contact with, maybe? Is that right? Or was it somebody else? So I, I, think it was, uh, I think it was Tony that maybe got into me. I'm not sure what happened to Mo. Um, oh, Douglas, yeah. Douglas may have, uh, I think he may have gotten a speeding penalty, which was really unfortunate because he was really fast. But uh, Yeah, he, he put on a good show last week as well. Um, I, unfortunately, I know Scott Fritz, he got uh, loose at one point and didn't get the yellow. iRacing didn't throw the yellow for him. Uh, Fritz was uh, fast last week as well, but I was I was really looking forward to seeing what you were going to do last week. I, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, um, you still ended up having a good run, finished with 60 points uh, throughout the race. Uh, do you do you think that anybody can beat Cedric this year? I mean, um, well, obviously, I have the confidence to say myself, but like this this field is so stacked. I don't think people realize it. I mean, Cedric, you know, super fast anywhere you go. Gabriel fast everywhere you go. David fast everywhere you go. Brandon Holder, Jonathan Cogswell, Alex Huffman, Matt Grenier, who just made his 95th cup start, which is the most actually in bluegrass high racing history. Our season two champ. Yep. Jason Bridges. I mean, Scott, Brian, Douglas, Mo. I mean, there's so many fast drivers. And when you go down to the Xfinity Truck Series, it's the exact same thing. So Mm -hmm. it's like you cannot count on anyone to win this championship. No one has it locked up right now. It's going to be a hard fought battle to the finish. And you know, no one's going to give an inch when we go to Bristol, no one's going to give an inch. We're going to get as many stage points as we can. We're going to go for that race win. And you know, we're going to wreck each other doing it, but you mm-hmm. know, we're going to try our hardest. And I can tell you that at least in the cup series that no one is going to give. That's how it's supposed to be, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we saw it tonight with the, uh, with the Xfinity, race at uh at bristol tonight i mean radburn and nate had their battle and kept it clean but you know they weren't giving each other any room until one of them happens they had to let go but yeah, yeah i look forward to see what you know the cup drivers can do at, at bristol you know in the xfinity cars you know it, it started out pretty loose got tight as the run at, uh, as the run continued um i'm assuming that's how like, the next gen car is gonna go but mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean I have a question though. Since you drive the cup, I know if they're mm-hmm. for a while there while I was in the booth. Um, the when they came out with that update with you know you barely tap the wall and this toe link snap in half. Is that still a thing uh, in the cup car, or they toned that down? Um, definitely, when you nail the wall, uh, you will definitely break the toe link. I'm not really sure. I've not really hit the wall in a while. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> um, but. You definitely still, it it's definitely gets in your head. You don't want to get too close to the wall. In Bristol, a track where there's multiple grooves, the car is going to get snappy loose off the corners. You're going to be up against the wall if you're running the high line. If you hit the wall, even if it doesn't knock the toe out, it's still going to do a little bit of damage that will affect the car. And usually what it will do is that it will make it super tight on entry, which means that you're going to overdrive the corner. You know, you're going to try to turn it, and then you're going to get loose. So there's a lot of different factors, but I think even without the toe link problem, I mean, hitting the wall is still something that you just have to avoid at all costs in this car. Um, it seems that, you know, nose damage has definitely been greatly reduced. If you hit someone on your nose, I mean, it seems like nothing really happens that much. But if you pancake the wall, it definitely does damage no matter if it breaks the toe link or not. So something I want to touch base on real quick is – Bryce pulls off a P3 tonight at Bristol. How about that, man? <laughs> you got that podium spot. How does that feel? How do you how do you feel about uh, running really well? I mean, you ended up passing a lot of fast guys to get to that P3 spot. Um, yeah. You know, Nate and Radburn, you know, they're fast. You know, we expect yeah. those guys to be there every week. 
but you know, you put on a show. I mean, you did really well. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I felt really good. You know, uh, had a lot of bad luck at uh, at Bristol. Uh, my first season in uh, bluegrass, I got knocked out at Bristol. Um, last couple seasons, uh, Bristol in the regular season, I believe, and uh, either been wrecked or got hit or you know spun myself out or you know just Bristol being Bristol. Um, and then I ran Bristol a couple weeks ago in another league I race in and kind of learned some things from that league and kind of got some, some different, uh, ratios and some settings to run and, uh, came in and, you know, tonight's kind of the first time, you know, where I didn't just go out and practice hot laps. You know, I practiced, you know, taking long runs and entry on a corner and exits and the line and, uh, my throttle point, you know, you know, easing in the throttle instead of just throttle dumping and uh, mm. trail breaking instead of breaking on entry. And, mm. you know, I, I, I did all that stuff in practice. Now I ran probably 150 laps, just practice and maybe three hot laps. Makes a difference. Um, well, it makes a huge difference. I, I, I and, keep... if, Sorry. and I, and I felt it tonight and, uh, you know, there's, I probably wouldn't have caught Radburn and, and Maurer. Uh, tonight but i was hoping deep down that you know they would keep battling side by side because i was catching them i mean mm. it was it was going to be close if i had i probably would run, run out of time anyway in lap count but if mm. it was maybe 215 laps or 220 laps it probably would have been a three-way race for the lead if if they would kept battling of course but mm-hmm. um you know they didn't you know radburn you know got ahead of nate and radburn you know said bye-bye he but, checked out when um, he got in he, front of nate he checked out yeah, and Nate Nate was falling back. You know, Nate burned the stuff up. It was uh, like Nate battling. gave up, didn't it? Yeah, uh, Nate 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 ended up did telling me that you know he wasn't able to keep up with Radburn uh, there for long. So they made you know the right decision. I believe you know there's no need to you know race Radburn for that. Um, you know Nate's you know up there in points. Radburn's already moved on. Uh, so you know Nate, it's going to come down to I believe you know uh, Fritz, Nate, and Rad uh radburn for the championship this season so you know nate played it smart you know if he wrecked that could have been blown up that could you know spell disaster for him so you know i was sitting there in third just kind of chilling uh once i well the touch on thing too is uh on that restart uh radburn uh was on the outside ahead of me and you know he told me he had kind of had a bad restart he runs single monitor so couldn't see nate on his inside uh so he got a kind of you know late uh, late reaction to the restart there and kind of you know, bottleneck that top line, but uh, it allowed Lancaster to get by and create that lead. And, uh, about 20 laps later, uh, if that, uh, we're now passing Lancaster. So it's just a matter of Bristol, especially in the Xfinity car, it's all about saving your tires. You can be fast in the first 10 laps, first 20 laps, whatever, but doesn't help you when it goes green. It. Yep, it does not help you. Exactly right. And, you-, you know, I learned tonight that, you know, I'm. Have a thing for Bristol, so. So I actually did talk to Adam about that after the race too, and he goes, "Man, I was just trying to get to the lead and get as far out as I could because <laughs> I knew by lap one seventy I was done. So I was hoping for a caution. I was like, <laughs> I think I said that. I was like, that's exactly what he's doing. I mean, yeah. there are yeah. so many different strategies too, which was awesome. That is exactly what you said because we were sitting there. T- you and I were obviously in the booth uh, doing an admin stuff and reviewing everything, and we knew he was burning his stuff up and uh you, you said he, he's hoping for a caution uh unfortunately i wish that adam you know he he had a good shot at winning tonight if he would have just saved a little bit man but because when, when you get out to the lead and you get that much of a lead 
you got to start backing it down. And I learned this. Uh, you got to set the pace. You can't go out there and just run. You got to find. You got to save a little bit. Like you're, you're, you want to run about like ninety to ninety five percent instead of that full wide open one hundred percent. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't yep. work out for Adam. We saw him fall back to I think what sixth or something. Something like um, that. Yeah, you still on lead lap though. So yeah, I mean, you still on the lead lap, but. Yeah, he fell. Well, no, it looks like he fell back to. Uh, I think sorry. He finished fifth. He finished fifth. I think it was fifth. Yeah, he Last did. He finished fifth. Yeah. He yeah. almost he almost finished sixth, is what me and Mikey were talking about. Because Brandon Robertson with a damn modified out of nowhere. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. Go ahead. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, that, so uh, we'll we'll uh, talk about the incident here in a few minutes. But he was involved in an early incident, and. I I looked behind the, you know like this group of cars they're all racing each other really hard and it was mm-hmm. a super interesting finish and I look and I just see a bunch of metal sticking out of the car and I was like who car is that and I look it's Brandon Robertson man they he acted like that car was brand new he was out there and he got he literally got a hundred percent out of that car and I think to finish sixth in that car like Jay said that thing was a modified yeah, the, yeah. a lot of sixth place in that car you know Brandon Robertson props to you man that was awesome definitely yeah, def- definitely. And so, I, I'm just happy I finished with a zero X at Bristol. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome, man! Congratulations! Amazing. Like yeah. I said, you did a really good job. Uh, so, looking at the uh, standings, you know, Radburn has passed Brandon for wins now. What I mean, Radburn seems to be the guy to beat right now, in my opinion. I mean, Brandon obviously oh, is coming. right there with him, uh, and Brandon's super fast. But Radburn, uh, once again, man, pulls off a. Uh, dominant victory so he's got seven poles this season it's, it's it reminds me i mean not not to sound uh you know conceited but it reminds me of my season last year like he mm. he's he sits on the pole he wins a lot of races he's not won hardly as many as i won but still i mean it's a freaking hell of a job racing against the same basically the same people nate mauer and and company um Bryce was there with me in the last season and several others, Robbie Richards, Robbie's another driver that has really turned around. Uh, in my opinion, uh, we kind of tease him a little bit, call him Robbie wreck and Richards, but Robbie has really in the last couple of weeks, since I had to put him on probation, he's really turned around the way he's driving. He's been more conscious of not getting into anybody and, uh, trying to make sure he doesn't run people over and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, him and I had a little incident at the championship race last year. And uh, there's some bad blood when we first loaded in for this season, but you know we've we talked it out and we're we're all good now. Um, but, but yeah, I mean he's compared to last year where he was uh, you know racing for wins and didn't care what happened uh, yeah. during the race. He was scary. To, yeah, to a guy now that you know you can race around him without worrying what's going to happen. Uh, there's only a few guys in in the league uh, that are like that, and uh, there's it's not a lot of them. So to be known as one of the guys that, you know, I can finally race around you and know what's going to happen. It's, uh, it's starting to be rewarding. Yeah. And you, that's, what's so special about the league is you'll, you'll pull guys that they may be weapons for lack of a better word in the beginning. And then you see it over time. They've been here, you know, Robbie's been here for three seasons now and he's running two series and he runs trucks and Xfinity. He got knocked out of the Xfinity tonight. Uh, he didn't make it to the round of eight through that f- accident that we had at the beginning of the race. Uh, so let's let's talk about that big wreck at Bristol. Talk about on lap nine, 
Yeah, uh, I was behind it. Um, I was probably two. Well, basically, what I saw was Exit of Four, uh, Mauer and Silver's running door to door. It's Bristol. Um, coming off turn four, uh, Nate looks like on my on my screen, but you said obviously said net code in, in the server, but oh bad. Um, uh, on my screen, you know, different 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 computers, different connections, but um. I saw contact, but you know, it is, it's, you know, Nate came up off four and, and, or, and Silver's came down off four. They both um, just met right there. Yeah, like Nate barely met, moved up. Yeah. Silver's was turning down. There was yep. like three feet of net code. Uh, Mikey was actually the first one to yeah. point it out. What did you see there, yeah. Mikey? Yeah, I, on my screen, I definitely saw a net code, but nevertheless, that is classic Bristol. You know, you got to run that high line. You got to kind of arc it compared to the low line where you have to get off the corner by driving up the track. That's just classic Bristol. So whether it was net code or not, I think it would have probably been the exact same you know scenario. And, you know, it, it unfortunately caused a massive crash so early in the race. I mean, there were massive. 10 yeah. cars. I think uh, Brad Gebhardt, Tony Iverson was we in it. We lost four, uh, four guys, um, basically. Sean Moe. Yeah, like there were so many people in yeah. that wreck, and it was so unfortunate it happened so early in the race. But, and, you know, I don't think those guys were racing, you know, super, super hard either. I think it was just unfortunate contact, yeah. uh, just trying to get that lead. And, you know, it it happens. And, you know, the track is not wide. You know, nope. it, it looks a little bit wider because you compare it to, like, Martinsville. But, you know, you have nowhere to go once cars start going left, right, and all that. So, you know, so many cars, you know, carrying all their momentum off the corner just went straight into that crash. You can't really lift. Everyone was lifting it on the brakes and still was involved. So yep. it was just an unfortunate. It was so chaotic. Yeah. It was yeah, so definitely. chaotic. Yeah. I, I remember seeing, you know, coming off turn four. I was, you know, a couple car lengths. I was probably fourth or fifth at the time. Um. You know, I came off turn four and I see I'm looking at Silver's door. I'm like, oh no, there goes my race. Um, I ran really low, really low uh, brake bias, so I hit the brake and my tail, I you know my I wanted to go for a slide and uh, I'm almost after I got to that point, the tracker had me trying to clear up and I'm more worried about people coming in off from behind me. And so I was on the radio, you know, wreck, 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 check up. You know, I didn't want to get hit and get my night ruined. Um, luckily, you know, I, I was one of the lucky ones, you know, not get, not get hit, uh, made it through, uh, yeah. came out of it from fifth to P3. But, uh, no, my teammate, uh, Darius Boyd, who drives a 10 car, he was in the, in this, in their discord calls tonight. He was saying, you know, it, that wreck, uh, ended a lot of playoff hopes for some, for the bottom four, or wh- whoever was it, on it the did. cutoff that got it, wrecked and it ended a lot and it helped him because he was oh, on the it, bubble. Yeah. It and now he's in. So catapulted him yeah. right in because at one point he was out. Yep. Justin was in also. That's another thing we, we I forgot to put on the list was Justin's headset going dead. Uh, Justin's in. Darius is out. Michael Robinson's in. Robbie's out. And you know that there was so much happening tonight mm-hmm. within. So that wreck, like the when I first saw the wreck, I'm just like, oh my god, why did they not hit the brakes? What the heck, you know? I, but I, I also, at the same time, I know it's hard to, you know, get the car slowed down. Uh, you were calling wreck, wreck, wreck. I was, I call, tried to call it out as quickly as I could too. But at the same time, I'm trying to get over and throw the yellow. Cause I'm like, Oh God, this is going to be terrible. It's going to yeah. destroy everybody. Fortunately, I couldn't get to the button in time. So when I did finally get to the button and click it, uh, I think I raced and had thrown it at that point. Uh, but you know, yeah, it was, had major implications on the playoffs because Robbie, 
uh, was knocked out due to uh, damage. He ended up going a couple laps down, trying to get his damage fixed, and then his motor blew, unfortunately. Uh, so it had major implications. You're right. And then Darius, man, he just he had a really good run. He comes back. Justin has his issues. Uh, yep. He was Justin needed uh, two spots over Darius. He had it for a long time, and then we Good get down set, to a few. You know what? It was a thirty, forty laps to go, something like that. Fifty laps to go. Last caution. Yep. And he brings out the yellow because the headset died uh, and had to tow to keep from wrecking other people. Which I appreciate him towing um, and keeping from causing more mayhem on the track. Um, it sounded like to me because he had an issue a couple years ago, a couple seasons ago. Same thing. It looked like Hampshire. a tire went down and he hit. Yeah, it. yeah. It sounded like. Well, I know that time he said. Uh, I don't know if he was running a VR at the time, but uh, he was. And the, it, it froze on him, so he went turning. He turned three, and he just drove straight into the wall. Yep. And uh, you know, I I saw. I know. I'm, I'm, I was. I passed him before then. Thank God. But um, I saw in my rearview mirror, and I was like. I don't know if uh, him in the lap car, I forget who it was, got into it, or I believe it was Scott Fritt. I don't know. I don't figure who it was. But um, I thought they, they in the lap car and 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 him got into it. But mm. but no, I, finding out that his headset died, I wonder if it popped up his screen and, you know, it blocked everything out. But kudos to him for keeping it, keeping it up. Um, you know, it, no other cars, I believe, were involved. But, I mean, it helped Oop. Darius out. And, I mean, Darius was um you came down to our channel and told us you know what darius needs to do and you know, who needs to pass and you know kind of give him a scenario to do and every when he came down to there he clicked off mikhail you know he uh michael uh excuse me he you know passed him and then got two spots on michael mm -hmm. and then uh and then winners had his issue and they got two spots up on winners mm -hmm. so he you know he got lucky, man. Uh, yeah, count your time. blessings, Darius. Uh, don't know if this ever happened again. So count your blessings. You're on the round of eight, brother. Yep. Going on to the round of eight and he ends up, you know, what did he finish at tonight? I believe fourth. He had a good run. Yeah. He finished yeah, fourth he right behind fourth. you. Yeah. Um, so kudos to him for having a good run. And not to mention that he was in an accident through. himself. Too. Yeah. He was ran over by the 33 and, uh, he managed to come back from that. So, I mean, that's, I'm impressed. That's, it was a hell of a run and congrats on making it to the round of eight. Like you said, um, I do have a paint scheme here that I'm going to be giving him that, uh, has a professional esports org on it. So just keep that in mind as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about trucks last night a little bit. Uh, that was a wild race. Hackney dominated the race. Mm -hmm. flat out ran away with it and lapped like all the way up to i think like 12th or 11th place then his motor blows sometimes like, you're just still don't know fast. how that happened it's just too fast sometimes Dude, it just happens well, well we had the tape we had the tape issue right so we knew that the trucks were overheating at a certain point like they would uh 15 20 30 laps into a run your water or oil oil temp i'm sorry your oil temp was hitting around 280 285 uh, so you had to kind of back your pace down a little bit. Um, I don't know why I racing built the set the way that they did. I don't know why there was so much tape on. I think it was like 60% tape. I don't know why they did it, but they, they kept it, 
it was what they ran for the officials too. So I, I don't know why they ran it so so much tape on it, but they did, and it ended up costing Hackney a win last night. Um, so and, I think he... and Bobby Hall pulls off two in a row now. Yep, swept around twelve. Bobby did, uh, but man, I was I caught kind of the tail end of the race. Uh, I had school that night and right. Monday. Um, I caught kind of the last. I don't. 30 you know maybe 100 laps i think um 50 laps maybe um but yeah i mean i there's a little bit of drama you know the week prior the saying that uh we'll get into this later but hackney will say he's gonna lap the field yep um i think he had a chance but she even stayed green um yep. luckily he had a caution fall but uh he had definitely you know i think he might have lived up to it because i mean he was gone and there was nobody he was i think during that run he was close to maybe eight tenths to almost a second faster than second place at one point but bobby was catching him like i'm not just saying this bobby was actually catching him there before he blew up um i don't know if it was because he had to back his pace down or what but go ahead mikey definitely on the long run um even the runs before that uh bobby definitely started to kind of even out times and even at some points you know would start to gain on him so bobby definitely was fast even if he wasn't the fastest truck, he was definitely a top three truck when it came to that. And, you know, going back to the kind of the setup issue, um, I'm wondering if maybe the setup was designed for maybe a cooler time at night and it was just a little bit too hot. I mean, it could be anything, but it's it's really unfortunate. But as a driver, it's I feel like it's your job to make adjustments based on how the car drives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's, it's just something that you have to notice. And it's like, okay, if you're pushing the car too hard, it's time to, you know, let off a little bit earlier you know, let it cool down a little bit. So it kind of comes down. Roll the corner, put clutch it. You have to take care of your equipment. That's part of it. Well, see the problem, what ended up happening was the session originally was set for uh, a night time, seven 30 start race, right? Start seven 30 is when we were going to start the race. So what ended up happening was I set it at two tire changes instead of four. And I reset the session. And when I advanced from, the practice to the race on the, on the new session, it didn't adjust the time. I double checked and it, the time was set, right? The time was set for the race to start at seven 30, but because I advanced the session, it kept the sim time at five, five o'clock. So by the time Keith blew up, it was still five forty five or six o'clock in the, in the yeah. sim. So it's still warmer than what it would what it should have been it should have been a 7 30 okay. start time or 8 30 start i think it's 7 30 7 30 start time for the trucks uh and unfortunately you know i i'll, I'll say my bad guys you know it, it did make the trucks run a little bit hotter uh than they should have but i had the time the date was the exact same as real life um the only thing that was messed up was freaking start time for the race because of the uh, tire issue which we probably could have finished that race under uh 150 laps with two sets of tire changes. Um, so I only changed tires twice all of tonight. I probably should have just let them run it. Um, but then somebody backs out. Taylor Peacock backed out. So at that point I had, I was kind of boxed into a corner. I couldn't let him run it. Yeah. Uh, cause he'd already disconnected. So instead of waiting for me to, to tell everyone, he kind of boxed me in at that point. And I'm like, well, frig, you know, now we got to start a new session. Because I was sitting there, I was debating with the guys. I was like, do you think we can run 150 laps with just three sets of tires total? And they're like, yeah. And I was about to say, yeah, go ahead and run it. 
because we were still pacing. But then what ended up happening is Taylor Peacock, you know, he's not been here for, I don't know how many races, but shows up for Bristol. He's got a charter. He's allowed to race. Um, he just kind of put me in a box there. And then he ends up, uh, causing an accident and disconnects right away. So he only ran like 16 laps. You know, he ended up, uh, getting wrecked out there pretty early. Brad Gab, Brad, Brad Gabhart. Let me get it out. Brad Gabhart had a really good run last night. He, so did uh, Justin White. Justin yep. White had a really good run. So did Justin. Justin. One of my teammates. Yep. And then Adam Newbert comes in, uh, P4, Robbie P5. Adam, dude, he may not have finished in the podium, but he's him, but him and Bobby are hot right now. Bobby with two wins and, uh, Adam had a P1, a P2, and now a P4. So that's, he's doing pretty damn good you know yeah Yeah, they're showing that they they're running at the correct time it's most critical time they're they're actually uh showing up and doing a really good job it definitely boosts your confidence too i mean my ego gets really high once i start you know finishing top fives in races and um you know as as a driver you know that gets you going one good finish can really carry you a long way and you know once these drivers start finishing top fives constantly they're only going to ride that till the final race so i mean with all these guys gaining so much momentum it's like who's even going to win these races now because they're all so close yeah it's it's a very truck series is tight man like no, this is arguably you know, the tightest series and probably the best series oh yeah. to watch. In my it, opinion, it's it's pretty solid, and hopefully, you know this this is something we need to talk about as well. Is so November seventh, we're going to start up the new season. Uh, we're going to take a week off from uh, racing, and then we'll get right back to it. We'll start season six overall. Um, so November seventh is our start of our new season, and I'm hoping that we can bring. I've already got several guys who want to run cup. So hopefully we'll have a much bigger, stronger field of cup drivers that don't want to like, so we had a good field starting out. We had a 30, a 30 plus, field. we almost 40 cars started out the season, right? I think we had like 38, 37 cars started out the season. Well, look at the first video, the highlight first, a highlight video I made with auto club, how many cup cars was in that video. Exactly. Well, we were having trouble with the setups and, you know, trying to decide what we we're going to do with the setup issues. Uh, which we had to get a lot of guys quit. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, it's part of season racing though. When you get into uh, a long season, what happens is guys that aren't necessarily doing well, they stop paying. They don't want to pay their, they don't want to waste $10, so to speak. Um, and they yep. stop showing up. We're just going to have to get on the grind for the next four weeks and really recruit and get the uh, cup series back to its former glory. Yeah, you know, I mean, also I had, you know, what time of year is it? You know, it's it's the summer, so people want to go on vacations. You had that against you as well. Yeah, yeah. So and, and, um, and now moving into the always fall, the, the winter always has better turnouts, anyway. So exactly, I have high hopes for the Cup Series next season. Absolutely, yeah, I'm not worried about it. I, I know that we have a lot of the OG guys; they'll be back for sure. They're you know they're dedicated. They love the series. They want to keep running it. We're just going to find some a couple of new guys. You That's will. what it boils down to is just finding a few new ones. And I, I've already got several other guys. Um, for instance, well, I just mailed Kinder a computer yesterday. So he'll be back on the sim sometime in the next week, cool. I, would, I would assume. So awesome. he's going to be back. He's going to be running uh cup series, I believe. I think so. I've got a couple other guys where we did some recruiting on Saturday that are interested. They're new people. They want to sign up. Uh, I've got, a, you know, I've already got one guy paid for the truck series, a new guy. He, he just went ahead and paid. Uh, so I got to get in contact with him. 
because um, I hadn't actually announced that I was going to start taking payments yet, but he went ahead and paid last week. Um, so that's, you know, that's a, that's a bonus. That's like a, a plus that you've already got people wanting to pay before we even Absolutely. start the damn thing. So and it, um, it definitely also goes with, you know, like how you end up like, you know, putting yourself into the league. Like it, a lot of people don't use it as a learning experience. They use it as they want to win. They want to win money. And it's like yep. when you first join a league, usually you never win. You know, that, that's just kind of how it works. Like you'll, you'll start to figure out, you know, who's fast, you know, who's going to race you hard and all those scenarios. And it's, uh, it's honestly to your best interest to just sit there and follow these guys, learn from them. I mean, I didn't win my first race till this year. You know, mm-hmm. I went through a whole season oh, sure. following Zach Nichols, and all that, you know, it took me a while to really get it, but you know, I finished third at Charlotte, used that momentum, and now I'm up three wins this year. It's like you, it's really a learning experience that you have to be able to take. And you know, I think you know by starting out the season with a lot of people, you know, you you should probably mm-hmm. just stay in, you know, and keep running because then you'll find yourself in a scenario where you're going to win a race, and then that's just going to boost you further up. And it's you know, and even if you don't win, it's like you still learn so so much. You're, from you're learning exactly. That's what I it's mean, all about. You can ask Jason. Uh, or you can ask some of the older statesmen in this series. When I first joined back in season two, I was hot garbage. Um, you can, I was basically moving chicane. You know, I was fast the first 10 laps, burn my shit up, ball all the way back to, you know, 17th, 18th place. Um, I even got yelled at a couple times through some of our older statesmen. So, um, I am pure evidence. You know, it took me a while to win in this league. It took me, you know, three seasons to win. Uh, one, uh, Xfinity series last year at mid Ohio, but, um, it took me a while and I had a lot of learning to do. You know, I came from console, uh, you know, how the NASCAR heat is, uh, came from that side. So, you know, it's not the same. So I, you know, I had a lot of learning to do and, you know, kudos to, you know, especially the season two, you know, you, you saw my progression in season two and it's into season three. Mm-hmm. Um, even the, even the last season, you know, finished second championship points. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's if anyone doesn't see the proof in the pudding, they know it's you start from learning to winning a race and now finishing, you know, inside the top ten. I think I found like a top ten streak right now. So um, well, a lot of guys, what they do is they think they're going to come in and they're going to win right off the rip, and that's not the case because these these guys are fast. These guys are good. Yeah. So you have to you have to set realistic expectations. And yep. you have to have goals. And Travis Twitty is a good example of this. He wanted to make the playoffs uh, last year. That was a goal. He didn't do it. He wanted to make the playoffs this year. That was a goal. He ended up doing that, um, you know, via some circumstantial uh, stuff that happened. But he still uh, he achieved his goal. Like, that's what he wanted to do, and he did it. And that you've got, you know, got to have realistic goals. And you're not going to come in necessarily and just dominate right away. And, and I think that's what a lot of guys think they're going to do. It's they see, Ooh, big prize money. Ooh, you know, all this stuff. And it, mm-hmm. they think gonna they're going to come that. in. Yep. They think they're going to come in and win it. And I mean, I, I, I appreciate that, yeah. you know, confidence, but There's you also, can, yeah. Yeah. You ha- also have to have the, the realistic expectations and, and mm-hmm. realize that you can't win every single week. It's very hard to win every single week with the level right. of talent that we have in the series. Yeah, I mean, there's some people that, you know, that come in right off the gate and, you know, right off the bat and have potential to win a championship. You have a Absolutely. guy in the, in, the, in the Xfinity Series. We had a guy in the Cup Series who unfortunately quit. Uh, we had, uh, I believe, someone in the Truck Series as well. You know, they were in the Series before. 
And mm. now they're in the series and they're racing for a championship. So it can mm. happen. Mm-hmm. Just don't expect it to happen. But right. also I want to bring up to uh, with the recruitment side, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but uh, returning drivers from the charter system this season, if they're completed, I believe was it said five, 95% of the races or it's mm. 75% of the races, uh, they get automatic first bid of the reclaiming their numbers. Mm. So any returning drivers who are uh, wanting to come back, get in touch with Jason and you have a uh, first pick to get your number back for next season. Yep. Your number secured. As long as you uh, ran the, the right amount of races, I think it's 75%, like you said. Um, so your number will be secure and just got to get that payment sent in. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and officially start taking payments, um, this week. If anybody wants to go ahead and do that, we'll get that started and get that roll. You'll get the ball rolling on that and get you signed back up for next season. Um, let's talk about prolates for a little bit. We've got prolate models on our Thursday night dirt series. It started out Rocky. Now it's looking really good. We've got Dylan Hauser, who's leading the national points tour with Wotel. We've partnered up with those guys and driver. yep. He's a, well, former pro he's, he's suspended at the moment, but he's going to be going, uh, back for it next season. I reckon that's his plan. He's going to get back in the pro series, uh, spending all the time. Those guys are super fast over there. There's usually a lot of controversy surrounding them. Uh, the dirt side, you know, uh, we, we've heard rumors, we've heard things and, but Dylan seems to be doing really well. Um, he was, like I said, he's leading the national points tour, but, uh, the guy that's actually leading bluegrass points right now is Dylan Wilson. So we got two Dylans that are over here on dirt, just kicking butt. And now Dylan Wilson, I believe he is a pro driver right now. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, I had, uh, and I did a couple broadcasts for, uh, Wotel, um, and I kind of helped him out there for a little bit before I got tied up with school and stuff and homework. But, um, yeah, they, a lot of these drivers that are now racing in the bluegrass pro late models also race over there. And, mm-hmm. and I, I know a couple of these guys, like, uh, one of our sponsors, Majulis, and a lot of these guys that are racing the pro late model series here in bluegrass also race in the I racing super late model series that they have racing on Monday nights. Pro series. Pro series. Yep. So, you know, even though it, it kind of speaks a testament of what you've created here, uh, that you know, you now are, are getting pro drivers coming down and racing a, a pro late model series. Um, and Wotel has the same, has, doing the same thing. So the big you know, thanks to them. Yeah, definitely. You know, they, they partnered with, with us here at bluegrass to bring you the, the national series. Yep. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, well, we've got Hauser leading the national series. Daniel Mills is in a close second with him. Jacob Fields is in third. James Braswell Jr. is in fourth. Josh Fuller's in fifth. Scott Fritz in sixth. Corey Roberts in seventh. Austin Sessions is in eighth. Camden Johnson in ninth. And then Dylan Wilson in uh, tenth. So those guys are running for $500 prize. Steve and I put up $250 a piece. And then they're also running for a prize in Bluegrass. Uh, I've got to double check. I can't exactly comment on what that total is at the moment, but I've got, cause I've got to do a count, a driver count and see how many drivers actually paid the 35 for the season. And then once we get that, we'll put that into the pay scale and they'll tell me what the uh, actual payout for the top five is. Cause we ended up having to make a few adjustments with the prolates because we were originally going to do the 500 to win. We didn't meet the driver count. Unfortunately, uh, we lost the, uh, weekly pay in stuff as well. 
because they ultimately didn't want to do it. But it's, you know, it is what it is. I digress back to uh, talking about, you know, having the pro drivers and stuff, you know, Chris Ferguson Motorsports and uh, Majulis Sea Speed Shop. You know, Chris Ferguson uh, is a pro driver in real life. He runs in the World of Outlaws. He uh, has an esports team. That's Blake Majulis, you know, 2019 world champion. Evan C is the current world champion in the Pro Series. Those guys are amazing. Um, they do a really good job. They built our setups for us last season. We had a really good uh, fixed setup for late model series last year. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to having uh, these pro guys come in and just, you know, like you said, it's, it speaks volumes and obviously I appreciate Steve and those guys that will tell and Nick and all of them for coming over and helping us out. Yeah, definitely. And, and this expansion too has also created so many like partnerships that, you know, it just means a lot, you know, and it, and it doesn't just affect that certain, you know, the, it spreads across every single one, you know, Scott Fritz has done an amazing job as well. Uh, you know, helping big help. a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So like big thanks to him. And, you know, he also, you know, comes and runs cups, Xfinity series and all that. So like, it, it really does, you know, go around. So all those partnerships and everything that, you know, they've been able to do for us has been so amazing here at Bluegrass. Absolutely. All right, so I guess we need to go ahead and get on over to the next segment. Green flag or red flag? Here's how it goes. Green flag means you agree. Red flag means you disagree. Here we go. All right, so the first green flag, red flag that I have for you gents uh, tonight. Uh, First one I have is, uh, will Bobby Hall continue his hot streak? Green flag, red flag, Jason. I'm going to say green flag. Bobby will continue. He's on a, he showed this last season during the trucks uh, championship run. He had a really solid run. Um, looked to be a top contender. Um, had some trouble at Charlotte. They ultimately ended up uh, letting somebody else back into the championship. Basically. Uh, I don't think that the guy that won it last season was necessarily uh, the best overall driver. He kind of just backed in. Joey Doucette. Um, Yeah, he's no longer with us, but wants to come back. Uh, So I'm going to say, yeah, Bobby continues running well. Bobby's always strong. If Bobby can stop from beating himself, and I say this, you know, in the most polite, kind way I can, (laughs) Bobby, don't step on your own dick, and you should be uh, a a favorite to win the championship. Seems like he uh, sometimes gets out there and gets in over his head a little bit and, and drives a little little crazy uh so to speak or like a little too hard at times and uh other than if he if he can avoid doing those things i think he'll have a good shot mikey you know what i'm i'm pulling out the red flag on this one i think this truck series you know roster is so stacked bobby can be super duper fast i think he's still gonna carry that momentum a little bit but there are so many good drivers. I mean, obviously, Brad, Justin, Adam. I mean, there's TJ. There are so many good drivers in this series that I think, you know, once it comes down to Charlotte and Martinsville, two tracks that are not easy to win at, I mm-hmm. think that the momentum is going to be stopped a little bit. And, you know, he's going to have to overcome because, you know, one one spin at Martinsville, that may be the end of your playoffs right there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think coming down to these last few races – I have to say that it's going to be a free-for-all between every single truck series driver, and no one has it going for him right now. Yeah. Uh, this Man, this is a tough one. Um, I think his 
pulling out TJ Majors here. Um, it's kind of hard to say, so I'm going to wave the. I'm, I'm gonna go red flag because uh, even though he may continue with a you know a top five streak or a top ten streak, uh, right. he's the, the winning is more than likely. He's not gonna win three in a row. It's very hard to win three in a row. A lot of stuff needs to happen to follow his way to win three in a row. Um, but it can be done, you know. If he can I, do it, he can do it, you know. Um, but I mean, he's gonna have he has some stiff competition in the truck series. Like I said earlier in the show, truck series is probably the tightest field. Um, I mean, you have Hackney, you have White, you got Hall. Um, I mean, you you have all of these all these other drivers and you have, uh, unfortunately you need to have you know, drivers coming up and coming down anymore, but, uh, right, right. but I mean, there's so many drivers in that truck series that can win on any day. Um, yes, there is. I mean, one mistake we saw last this week at Bristol hackney blue Bobby won after hackney, you know, honestly, in my opinion, Bobby, if, if hackney didn't blow his motor, Bobby wouldn't have won the race. So, that's it's, a good call. I mean, I agree, but I also think that Bobby is really good at mile and a half. I've seen it. That I've is true. Him. I've watched him for two seasons now. Guy's really is good at, at mile and a half. And I'm not taking credit away from anybody else. Hackney's really fast at mile and a half. Hackney's freaking fast everywhere. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But I think that given his prior experience in the league um, and his prior knowledge of, of Charlotte, I think that uh, he has a shot to go three in a row and win next week at Charlotte as well. But it's, you know, there's no guarantee, as you said, obviously. The field's just too stacked, I mean, and too tight. Um, and that's not taking away anything from the Cup or the Xfinity because those guys are freaking fast too. And if they were in there, it'd be a totally different story. But yep. as far as what we're, the, the level of talent that the Truck Series guys have, it's just so compact. They're all so tight and so close. Yep. Um, Even so with like, Hackney in there, I mean, it's just tight field, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm not, I'm raising the, I'm, I want Bobby to prove me wrong. You know, I'm not waving the red flag to say he's not fast or whatever. Everyone right. knows he's fast. I'm waving it because I want him to prove me wrong. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll I, get that. So, you know, I've, I've watched him all season when I was in the booth. Um, he was always running in the top five. You know, I've, he had a couple bad races mid, mid season, but, um, this, I mean, he's turning up right where uh right where he needs to be um you know he Agreed. moved on you know he's moved up in the standings so um do i think he's gonna win some more races this season probably but is he well, gonna continue his three left and, yeah i mean he could he could win martinsville it's pretty it's simple so um but yeah when comes it comes down to the to hot other... streak it's a red flag for me so. Yeah, I get it. I think it comes down to whether or not Bobby, like I said, steps on his own pecker. So, yeah, and respectfully, red flag for me. I wish him the best of luck, folks. I think he can he can make it three in a row, especially what he's riding right now. All right, all right. So the next one: Radburn and Nate Mauer battle clean at the end of the Xfinity Bristol race. Mikey. You know what? I am hanging off the stand. I am slapping every single car driving underneath <laughs> me with the green flag. Man, that battle was so amazing. 
you know, there were so many good battles throughout the Xfinity series tonight. And, um, you know, you can go back and kind of watch them. You know, there were battles everywhere throughout the field, which was so awesome. And, you know, there were so many different strategies. Obviously, you had Adam, you know, his mm-hmm. mentality was to get out front and hopefully a caution came out. But then you also had, you know, two guys who ran, you know, so good all night. You know, they were kind of side by side. Wherever you looked, you always saw Radburn and Maurer together. You know, yep. they were kind of on each other's tail the entire time. And coming down to those last few laps, man, we saw Nate kind of get a lead and Radburn said, no, no, no. He brought in mm-hmm. the fishing reel, <laughs> reeled himself right back up to him. And Radburn, you know, they were Radburn and Maurer side by side for maybe five six laps there and obviously Radburn ended up you know getting it I think Nate started to get a little bit tight there but man they kept it off each other I cannot tell you how hard it is to stay off another driver with less than five laps to go at Bristol you are putting your foot down to the ground you are trying to outrun the guy especially you know holding the bottom sliding up trying to keep it off the wall on the top those guys did so amazing to keep the car off each other and you know it ended up producing a great race great finish good job to both of them and, you know, I think at least watching it, we all loved it. Yeah, uh, I'm 100% green flag uh, because it allowed me to inch closer and potentially, <laughs> uh, you know, race may potentially be a three-way battle. So mm-hmm. I I was hoping, you know, they maybe, like I said earlier, uh, battle a little bit longer than they did. But, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to them. Uh, that's not easy that's an easy feat um, battling side by side for five to six lap, 10 laps, whatever it was in a row um, and not touch each other and lean on each other and move or bump or anything like that. Cause I know another thing too is in being a third place, being a little bit further back, I was kind of mm. hoping they would, you know, right. Um, hoping, you know, Radburn would move Nate or Nate would uh, move rad or, you know, by, you know, whatever, bounce off the wall or, or some, take each other okay. out, whatever, something. Um, but, you know, after the race, you know, I'm glad they didn't, you know, because, you know, I could have been coming to full speed and be collected in myself. So, um, you know, good job to them. Kudos to, uh, you know, besides the, the the big one there in the first, you know, 20 laps of the race, you know, it wasn't actually pretty clean in Bristol, all things considered. So I think we had maybe two or three cautions per incident. Um one per stage so you know i'm i'm in awe with how that ending of that race really figured out and you know radburn took the win so you know he mauer took the lead radburn said radburn brought him back in he battled and radburn took it so all is well well i'm gonna say i am red flag on this one I wanted them to slap the hell out of each other and just (laughs) bang it out to the finish. I wanted it to go side by side the whole way, just banging doors, changing paint, slapping each other around. I'm going to say that they did a really, really good job. I'm really proud of them uh, for the way that they race. But uh, the the fan in me really wanted to see Mm -hmm. them uh, put the paint to each other uh yeah man that was just a phenomenal ending to a really uh good bristol xfinity race and i I, i'm excited to see what happens tomorrow night i mean dude they were just i I wanted to a few times i was hoping nate would just kind of (laughs) pinch radburn down i think i told mikey i was like man if that's me i'd be pinching the shit out of him right now and i would have i mean let's just be honest like uh 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gave up. I wouldn't have gave up. I would have kept. I would have. I would have tried to paint with him. I would have done whatever I had to do to keep that lead. But uh, hats off to both of them. They did a really good job. I, I just wish that uh, there would have been a little more, little more fireworks at the end, just because um, made makes a good production, a good show, makes a good product yeah. out there. You still got to remember too that there's a lot on the line for these guys. These guys are racing for a championship, and you know, first and second is better than eighth and ninth. Hundred percent. So I mean, I, I think that, I think that was kind of there. Yeah, and uh, and I think Nate, you know, kind of knew that, and I mm. could tell, you know, when he said, you know what, I know I can't give up, just go by, but. <laughs> You know, I, I definitely would not mind, you know, seeing a little bit of a, you know, a bump and run there after you I got past, you know, you know, don't, don't give up. Just keep going. Maybe move him up track a little bit, put him in the wall. He can keep going straight. Just don't yeah. wreck him. Don't wreck yep. him. I, I mean, a little, a little trade and paint, um, rubbing doors, make put some donuts on the side of that car. I mean, something like that. I mean, yeah. it, it would be fine. Imagine if they me. bumped. And I was able to join that battle. <laughs> there you go. Right. So. He just really wanted them to wreck. That's all he wanted. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was one. I didn't want them to wreck. I just wanted to join the battle and have the fun. You know, yeah. I was I was fine by myself for you know, until it felt like forever. So yeah. I wanted to have some fun. So, but no, cooters out to them. You know, yep. race clean. That's what that's what you're here for, man. Yep, that's right. All right, last and final. Green flag, red flag. Mike, you will kick it off to you here. Um, so, Alchemy Proctor uh, said, I quote, can't lap the field now, end quote, after Keith Hackney blew up coming up at turn two. What do you think? You know, as, as a person who loves to intimidate other people, I'd be waving my green flag right now. But at the same time, you can't really... I think I'm gonna have to. I'm going with the red flag on this one. I just don't think you can really, you know, judge other people's misfortunes, especially off of something that he really can't control. Um, I think maybe you know, there it's okay to trash talk every once in a while, but obviously, right. you know, Keith Keith could not do anything in this situation, and it was kind of uncalled for. Like you know, you know, it it happens. You know, some people are faster than other people on other tracks, and you know, sometimes things, you know, thoughts need to stay in our head. Probably would have been better to stay in our head there but um but yeah i'm definitely probably gonna wave the red flag on this one yeah i'm gonna have to say red flag because it's uh it's one of those things like don't be a sore winner i mean the dude had a had a he ran the same setup as everybody else and you know he ultimately uh took himself out because he over uh he the motor and blue so i just think let it let mm-hmm. let sleeping dogs lie you know don't poke the bear don't get him going i don't want to hear it um, the drama what we had early in the season was good and fine, whatever. Um, I just feel like at this point, take the win, Akama. Um, uh, no need to add insult to injury. Um, so it's but at the same time, you know, Keith has embraced the villain role. Um, yep. so that's part of the territory, and I'm not knocking Proctor. Akama has uh been a freaking awesome competitor this season he's had some ups and downs he's had some really good finishes here of late and he's done a really good job so i i'm red flag just for the simple fact that i feel like that feud has kind of fizzled out there's no need to fire it back up let it let sleeping dogs lie um if you want to you want to do something to him on the track um you know that's a different story just remember i'm going to be there with that hammer and i'm going to hammer you it's also not fun when you see 
and that same person's car behind your car going into a corner because that's when you really remember the things that you say and then it just from there to backfire yeah yeah uh so jason you know this answer where's proctor in the point standings he's way back um hold on yeah, that's, all I, need to, that's all I need to hear that's all i need to hear um proctor can't talk shit to someone you're so far behind I mean, I'm gonna call you out on that. Nineteenth um, in points. Nineteenth in points. Didn't even make the damn playoffs, so we can't talk shit anymore. Um, you poked the bear too much on social media already. Uh, we called you out on that as well. We love you, man, but uh, you drive my number, so I have to. Res- I respect you on that aspect, but you can't call out the championship, the season champion, or the season, the regular, regular season champion. Season. Yep. Excuse me. Um, you can't. The guy that's dominated pretty much won a lot of the races this season in the truck series. Six races. Can't, six races. So I'm hundred percent red flag. You can't talk shit if you're 19th in points. I'm I'm be straight with you. If you were at least in the playoffs, if you were, you know, top eight, I'll give it to you. I would have been a green flag. But now you're you're 19th in points, 18th, 19th in points, whatever it is, don't matter. You can't talk shit to someone who's leading the points. And we're not trying to dump on the guy. Don't don't get yeah. us wrong. We're not trying to dump on him by any means. Uh, just it's just a topic you know that we kind of wanted to talk about and cover because it was just, it's just a little uncalled for. Is all we're saying. Yeah. Don't don't take it personal. Don't you know carry on do what you want to do. Um, but just remember that you're just you're making things a little worse at times when you poke the bear like that. So. Now, Akamai, though, he has been riding a lot of momentum, though, lately. He didn't have the best finish, uh, you know, last race, but the few races before that, a few top fives in there, like, you know. So he's definitely, you know, feeling pretty good about himself, so sometimes the emotions get the best of us. But, um, you know, for him, though, you know, keep riding that momentum. Hope everything goes well. Remember, just keep in your head next time as a racer. You know, show it on the track. Show how you do on the track, and, you know, maybe those top fives turn to a win, and then you can go, hey, look, I won a race. Yep, But. Yeah. And not to mention, too, that Hackney did mention, you know, he did call his own shot and pulled a Babe Ruth and uh, tried to, yeah. you know, live. he was on his way living up to it. Um, but, I mean, was Proctor in his right to call Hackney out after calling the whole league out? I mean, to be honest, it's kind of what Hackney did when he said yeah, he was the field at Bristol. Yeah, so, um, yep. is it fair that Proctor kind of snipped at him? I mean, I, I guess, but I mean, I'm still in the lines of, man, you're 19th in points. You just got to take, take the W, take, take the silent W. Yep. You had the, as soon as he blew up, you had the W. So yep. you didn't have to, you know, clap at hacking like that, but especially as you're 19th in points, but you know, I'm here for the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, we love I the drama. Make, we uh, love to, the drama. To an extent. <laughs> to an season. extent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been yeah. a freaking awesome season. It's been a tumultuous season. Uh, just don't carry it over to next season. Yeah. We just, (laughs) you know, if you want to hate Hackney, uh, do it privately. Yeah. Let's talk each other out. You might actually find some more in common. If you just talk it out. Never know. Bro. Come on, man. Are you serious? All right, Mikey, since you're our special guest this week, you get to kick off the Are You Serious segment of the week. So go ahead. What you got? All right. Travis Twitty. Are you serious, man? We got two cars out here battling for the lead at Bristol. Less than 10 laps to go. 
And we got, I think it was uh, Nate Maurer driving off the corner. And, you know, he had the 44 right underneath him, not too far underneath him, but right underneath him, comes off the corner, and wha-bam, there's a Travis Twitty, not against the wall, not on the bottom of the track, but about right in the middle. And this reminded me of a situation of 2018. I remember Matt DiBenedetto and Ryan Newman. And, you know, I guess I don't know if uh, Travis had the Oscar Mayer Wiener Hot Dogs logos <laughs> in his cockpit or not tonight. But, man, he got right in the way of them. Now, to be fair, he was racing his line. He He's out there racing as well. That's what Ryan Newman says. He's, I ain't giving it anybody. I'm out here running my own line. That's fair. But it did give a little bit of damage to the leader. So it could have impacted the finish. But, Travis Twitty, man, are you serious? <laughs> Travis, you had one job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, you got to hold your line in that situation. Uh, stay either on the top or the bottom. Uh, not right in the middle. I mean, it's, you know, we love you, man, but that's just one of those things when the leaders, you know, are coming at you, uh, you got to maintain your line and, uh, just try not to be right in the middle of the track. Not saying you wouldn't maintain your line, but you were right in the middle of the track. Especially Um, with very few laps left. It's like, you know, you got to pay attention to the leaders behind you. Now at the same time, it could just be driving your line just on a Sunday cruise. He had the cigar in his mouth, feet hanging out the window (laughs) on a Sunday stroll. But it happens. Just got to watch out for the leaders. Yep, right. I agree. And, you know, um, it's also a little bit, you know, I get it. It's off the exit of four, but if it's any other track, you know, the leader has responsibility to get around the lap car. Um, but at Bristol, I mean, you can't just slide up in front of leaders like that, literally pulling a slide job like that. So, uh, yeah, Travis, we love you, man. But uh, just walk, pay attention to your surroundings next time, my guy. Yeah, if they weren't coming off, you know, like, door to door like they were Radburn's right under Mauer. I mean, he's trying to take the lead away from Mauer. Uh, if I'm Mauer in that situation, I'm probably a little peeved to be honest with you, but yep, it, it's, you know, no harm, no foul, really. I mean, it is what it is. Um, just a heads up next time. Like we said, for sure. Um, yeah. Jason, you're up my guy. All right. Are you serious, bro? Blaney? Why did you not block chase Elliott at Talladega? What are you thinking? You let you, you had a chance to block him. All right. You could have got up and took the momentum, took the energy off that top line, but you let him go around you, man. Like, what are you thinking? Like, come on, are you serious, bro? Let's, let's go. I mean, it's, you're trying to get into the next round, you know, um, you want to secure that spot and moving on into the Roval. It would have been nice to see Blaney. I had my Blaney shirt on that day. I was just mm-hmm. rocking, laying back, you know, I wanted him to, you know, win the race. I mean, I like Blaney. He's a cool dude. Um, I just, yeah, I, I'm just kind of like confused why he didn't go up and block chase and try to take away that energy on that top line of Talladega. I, I want to say, I don't know either, but I want to also kind of want to put it on his spotter as well. Um, because I don't know if, if, if the spotter was telling him to, to move up or, or what, but you know, I've heard a lot of rumblings in the through podcasts and talking to people that a lot of these drivers were pulling off pit road when they're doing the seat room when the race started and they're back of the minds are worried about the wreck mm-hmm. and you never know, you know, Blaney could have been thinking about the wreck. I want to pull up to him. If he's so much momentum and cause a wreck, That's um, true. you know, they, we've talked about it in this podcast uh, it's been talked about everywhere else and how dangerous this car is. Um, you know, Go, they're traveling, you know, 
they pull off turn four on the front stretch on the trioval and trying to block in the trioval is basically a, a death sentence. Yeah. Um, you know, Blaney, in my opinion, pulled the right move. Um, you know, he, he at that point, I'm at the side of NAS. I'm a I'm a union guy. I work in union. Uh, so I would not mind NASCAR showing some type of unionized unionization. And Blaney pulled a business move, a personal move. I don't think that was a racing move in his. If it was a Gen Six car, he blocks it all day long. They wreck whatever. Yeah. But this car, he pulled what NFL would call the business decision. You know, sliding down and for, uh, sacrificing without sacrificing yourself. You know, kneeling, yeah. doing the yeah. whole thing. They did the business decision. I think that was more what Blaney was, in my opinion, what it looked like what he was thinking. Yeah. He doesn't want to get hurt. Doesn't want to wreck. I think it was more of a business decision, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I got three right. things. I got three things. Number one, I, I'm pretty sure they have these in the new next-gen car. They have that virtual mirror that shows you everything behind you. I think he's looking for them big blue ovals in his mirror. And right behind him at that instance was Michael McDowell. And he had worked sure. with Michael McDowell throughout the race. Uh, you'd seen the two yellow cars together. You know, that, um, you know, his car was able to push really good with his. So I think he was really, you know, he was like, okay, do I block Chase Elliott and risk him making a move on me? Or do I stay behind the person that's pushed me all day? And it yep. almost worked. They actually stayed attached off of turn four. Now, yep. also going back to Daytona for two incidents, we'll, we'll go the furthest back. If we go back to Daytona 500 2020, mm-hmm. who was the car that tried to make that move on Ryan Newman? It was Ryan Blaney. And making that move, trying to bl- run Ryan Newman, blocked him, it turned him. And Ryan may have had that, Ryan Blaney, may have had that in the back of his head. Well, if I block him, I get wrecked, which kind of goes back to uh, your point there, Bryce. You know, you can get wrecked, but not even that. That's the end of your playoffs almost. Yeah. You know, I know he won the Roval in 2018 or whenever, but, or 2017, whatever it was. But still, that is in the back of your mind. And then not even this past year, the Daytona 500. Remember mm-hmm. Ryan Blaney with Austin Sendrick. Austin Sendrick blocks him. It throws Ryan Blaney out of position. He's in the wall and finishes you know, out of the top five because of it. And, you know, a lot of these, you know, experience plays into this, but also, you know, I think that he saw a teammate behind him and he stuck yep. with this teammate instead of going with Chase and Eric. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, he had a blue, like you said, Michael McDowell was behind him and everyone knows how well the Fords lock to each other at super mm-hmm. speedways with the flat nose and the, the Mustang grill. They lock a lot better than I would say the Camaro does or the, oh, especially 100%. the Camry. The Camry 100%. cannot stick together worth shit. So, but the Mustang is probably the best. It'd be curious to see when 24 comes along when they put the new body on it. But especially now with this, with the current Mustang body, they lock, even with the Jinx 6 car, they locked a lot better than the, with the Camaro with the Camry. Well, the Camaro's also on the back bumper, on the back bumper, the Camaro's, they've got this little tiny, like, it's a little tiny area that they actually touch because the way the Camaro's back bumper is. It's like they were talking about the other day on something I was listening to. Uh, it's like only like two inches of room that they have. It was on yeah, the yeah. it was on the NASCAR um, pre-show before yeah. the race. They were not, talking about and not to mention the cam the Camaro's nose also pointed nose point. pointed yeah. nose. And, and we saw that with Ricky Stenhouse and um, uh, what's Harrison Burton, where you know when he got to his back bumper, it just turned him. Yep. Yeah. All right. So speaking of what we talked about with the Blaney situation, uh, I don't know if you guys watched. Uh, I kind of saw it after after the fact it aired. Uh, I'm glad, you know, I'm starting off by saying I'm glad NASCAR is finally getting some mainstream 
talk again, even though it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. But uh, I didn't even think Good Morning America had a Sunday morning thing. I thought they're only like a weekday news, whatever. Um, but Good Morning America ran a story uh, Sunday morning before the cup race um, state and NASCAR and their safety precautions with concussions and and stuff. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, I watched the whole whole newscast and they were starting off by saying, you know, NASCAR has drivers are saying safety stuff about the next gen car. And what was the first thing they showed on that newscast? It was, uh, whoa, uh, what was his name that jumped out of his truck? Um, Jordan Anderson, Jordan Anderson, they showed his wreck. And then when they showed a profile, they did a kind of a mini profile on Jordan Anderson. They didn't even show Jordan Anderson. They showed Myatt Snyder. And then after that, they finally brought in, talked about the next gen car and who do they bring in to talk about the next gen car jesse awuji what um yeah they brought in jesse awuji to talk about the next gen car i'm like hold on <laughs> uh for one you just lost your credibility just because you brought in talk about the next gen car you brought up a truck and then um but i mean i mean i under, i understand too i mean i saw a truck on fire i would have probably put that on the newscast too if i was a green in nascar um then you bring in you bring you pull up a picture of myatt snyder mm-hmm. and it, as i guess he races for jordan anderson in, in the uh raced for jordan anderson i guess but it's not jordan anderson that he pulled a picture of um but then you bring in jesse awuji to Are you serious come on yeah I'm like, you bring Jesse Uji, who can't drive a stock car to save his effing life, talk about the next-gen car. He's never drove that car. But then, you know, they started bringing in more the Chase Elliott segment, kind of like a you know, hidden camera type, you know, mm-hmm. angled video of Chase Elliott talking about the next-gen car. Mm-hmm. That was probably the only time an, an actual cut driver talked about the next-gen car in that segment alone before I even turned it off because oh. it completely... it. You know, I, I want NASCAR to get back mainstream, yeah. but not like that. I mean, they, they right, talked right. about Kurt. And they talked about Alex. And they talked about, you know, they showed a side-by-side of the two cars hitting the wall. You know, they, they, they tried. But whoever wrote the story, they contacted the wrong people. They didn't do the research. And honestly, it made NASCAR look worse than it actually is, in my opinion. So I'm going to give my RACS moment to the cast or whoever the, the producer, the yeah, news producers. guy, the anchor, whoever wrote that story gets my RUCS moment of the week because thank you for making NASCAR look like a joke. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I can't believe that they didn't even pull the right people's picture. I mean, Jesse, what was you talk? I mean, the guy doesn't drive the next-gen cars. I mean, nope. I don't know. Maybe that's all. That's Maybe that's the only person they could get. I don't know. That's just, that's a big are you serious way, to me. I that's a that big, was... Sorry, I mean to interrupt you. That's uh, a big are you serious, though? Like, I mean, come on, do better, man. Whoever the producer yeah. of that show is, you got to do better than that shit. I mean, you have Hamlin, you have Harvick. I hear really outspoken on social media. You can't hit them up and be like, hey. Yeah, get somebody really, that knows really, what they're talking you really about. Think, you really think Hamlin and Harvick really, I'm going to cuss here, really give a fuck of what NASCAR thinks right now? They're out here saying shit on social media wanting change. Yep. And really, really want change? If Good Morning America should have did the research, all I had to do was scroll 
type in NASCAR Denny Ham- or mm-hmm. NASCAR concussions and Denny Hamlin and Ken Harvick Street will pop up. Yeah. It's really not that hard. Whoever yeah. wrote that story and, and, the research. Fact, and the fact too, that they're kind of like bringing up, you know, that, that crash that has nothing to do. That was a mechanical failure in a car that yeah. caused a fire literally in the worst spot that rarely ever happens. Yep. You know, and, and yep. you know, it's super unfortunate, you know, obviously the wrong driver, bring in a driver that probably doesn't have as much knowledge on the car as other people. And especially like this car is newer. They've had a few years to test it. NASCAR already pushed it back a year. And, you know, now because of this, you know, they are and talking about, you know, kind of ending of this is that, you know, NASCAR is already starting to test new cars, figuring out what they can do to fix the car. You know, they're right. on it. And I think a lot of people don't understand the engineering behind the car. And even though, yes, it's straight, it's so easy to go, okay, yeah, this car is not going to be safe. We could tell. This is the first year with it. And if you look back at the, you know, the Gen you know, 6 car, the Gen 5 car, these all happened you know this was this is something that happens normally when a new car comes out it yeah. takes a while to develop and you know i think by you know in three four years this car is going to be a lot better than it is now mm-hmm. and you know it's just kind of waiting for it you know trying to get you know the more engineering aspect of it you know what's safe what's not and uh, yeah but i mean overall you know the story is kind of a joke uh it's more of them not knowing you know what's going on it's just pointing out the obvious of going oh two drivers got a concussion let's show a bad wreck let's get drivers to talk about it and yeah that's the news for you in my opinion so i don't watch it (laughs) all right guys uh this has been uh, bluegrass race hub episode eight bryce you want to go ahead and send us out you want to do picks for charlotte oh yeah we got picks my fault All right, so most important part. Yeah, uh, so round of eight starts at Charlotte uh, this year. We are not running the road course version. We are running the straight oval. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday night, we'll start out with the trucks. So, uh, Mikey, you are our guest. So go ahead and pick the first first driver. Oh, okay. there's a lot of drivers that I could pick from, but uh, you know what? I I'm really feeling like. Justin White is going to squeak one out at Charlotte. So Justin White is going to be my pick. You got it, man. Justin White is a hell of a pick. He's he's talking big game on Charlotte, so I'm looking forward to see what he has. Uh, I think, hmm, I'm debating. Do I want to go with the safe bet, or do I want to contradict myself here? Uh, you know what? Just because I want him to prove me wrong, I'm going to go Bobby. Damn you. <laughs> Damn! Okay, all right, I want him so, to prove me wrong. All right, that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Newbert gets it done. Wow, Newbert! No one pick Hackney. I, w- I was surprised. I thought you were going to go with Hackney. Yep, I thought uh, so too. I'm going to go with Newbert. I think I think Hackney's going to end up getting in trouble or something. I feel like something's going to happen. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's I'm, getting, just got, it's getting down a I've just got a feeling that it's not going to go his way. We're getting on a crunch time, and he's owed a lot of favors. Yeah, that is true. Uh, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. So, all right, uh, Xfinity, Jason. Yeah, Charlotte Xfinity. Man, this is a tough one. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I want to go with Burn because he's been on a hot streak. But James Silver's claims that this is his best tracks this little segment that we got right here so let's go with james silvers this week silvers okay i like it mikey 
again, this is super hard. I never realized how, like, how hard these picks were until you realize <laughs> the rosters. Yep. Um, Huge. You know, I kind of went with the stretch on the tracks. If I really don't feel like it was a stretch, but I'm going to go with uh, Nathan Maurer here. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. Um, you know, there's one guy in the Xfinity series that has always seemed to have mile and a half's down mm-hmm. whether it's fuel strategy whether uh-huh. it's pulling one out of the hat i'm gonna yep. go with the two yep, of I knew brandon it. robertson yep. i'm gonna go brandon robertson here um he's always seemed good. to pull some type of stunt out of his ass so he's I'm good. going with the two so he let me down I'm, last week he let me down last week i had him picked for vegas and he let me down so he was just driving a modified tonight and did just fine yeah that's true that's true uh, I, right. I would say that our buddy Alex, if he was here, he'd probably pick Michael Robinson next week. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, probably. We'll see you. Ne- we'll see you back next week, Alex. Yeah, definitely. All right, Cup Series. I'm gonna kick this one off. Um, hmm. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Who won? Cedric won Vegas. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I think. What's this? The four is due for one. I think Huffman's going to get it done this time. I think he's Huffman. due. He's been consistent all season long, man. He's due for. I think he's finished every every position but first. I'm going to so, pick. I'm going Huffy. I'm going to pick Mikey. That's my pick for uh, Charlotte. <laughs> That's his home track uh, right now. So I feel like he's uh, going to he's going to be practiced and ready and and I think you'll get it done next week, buddy. Mikey, you don't have to pick this since it's your series if you don't want to. You know what? No, I'm going to pick this because, you know, here's the thing. As much as I want to go with myself, uh, you know, I just got jinxed. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I just, I'll just go I'll just go for Bristol. I don't, I don't think anyone picked me at Bristol, so we're fine. Um, this is a hard one because once you go to a mile and a half, the field closes up by so much. But, uh, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the guy who has the highest I rating in the field. I think Douglas Newbigging is going to pull one out of the bag at Charlotte. Newbigging. I like it. I like it. And I hope that it's been, you know, the Charlotte Cup race, race is as good as it did in the spring because that was one hell of a race. Yeah. yeah, it was. All right. So I guess that's going to be a wrap for us tonight, then, Bryce, on uh, episode eight. Yeah. Anything else Thank to you. cover? Uh, not that I can think of. I think that's uh, pretty much much everything so thank you guys for listening or if you're watching to this week's episode check us out next week as we start the round of eight at charlotte thank you to all of our league sponsors russia jim's coffee butt kicker kinder performance group scott frist designs huffman designs nitro racing red rocket buildings and barbecue o'brien industries and cfm presents majula c speed shop thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time Yep, and big thanks to Mikey for joining us this week. He was he did a really good job. Thank you, Mikey. Yep, I know Alex, but Welcome thank you all for having time. me. All right, thanks guys. See you next week.